Join me, Professor RPG, as I sit down with friends, colleagues, and special guests as we reminisce and discuss role-playing games that left their mark on us. Expect to see all sorts, from Western style to Japanese and even tabletop. So stay a while and listen, and let us trigger those memories of tales long since completed. Relive that fantasy you hold dear, and come along with us, adventurer, on this quest into the past. Welcome to the RPG University. is in session and today we are blasting some wizards that came from the moon with destiny 2 i guess that was a destiny 1 reference but who doesn't matter it's still destiny as always i am your host scott white also known as professor rpg and this week i have brought rational passions very own destiny daddies here to talk about destiny 2 i'm joined by the wonderful mr mike burgess how's it going mike hello that's right we're talking about sony entertainment interactives <laughs> destiny 2 just rolls oh, off the tongue doesn't it just, yeah just what a refreshing sound <laughs> and of course the one the only mr alex o'neill how's it hello. going alex even though we just destiny. got done talking for like an hour i am paracausal <laughs> That is that's a thing. You'll have that to tell me what that means. Thing. Yeah, <laughs> I think it means you're just not bound by fate. Like, like oh, in yeah. fantasy terms, it just means mm-hmm. you are you are fate broken. Now, was yeah. that included? So that was included in Kingdoms of Amalur, that thirty dollar DLC yeah. you, you played exactly. through. That was, that's that was, what you're saying. That was in there. You become a ghost comes and gets Paracostal? you. Yeah, yeah. You get resurrected. They do say paracausal in. Uh, in Kingdoms of Amalur, though, to be fair, I think that that term does come up. Hmm. I thought Paracostal was a was a, was a religion. So no. we learn something new every day. Yeah, that's how they get you. <laughs> yeah, that's how the Scientologists get you. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, we are here to talk about Destiny Two. Now, Destiny Two initially released on the PS4 and Xbox One back on September sixth of two thousand seventeen. It then released on Microsoft Windows on the 20, October 24th, 2017. Stadia, if you remember that, it launched on November November 19th, 2019. The Xbox Series X and S got their enhanced remakes or enhanced ports on November 10th, 2020. And the PS5 got it on November 12th, 2020. I bet that's not happening anymore. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, to get your minds back in the... Uh, the frame of mind for wow five years ago um so here's some other games that also released five years ago okay uh resident evil 7 biohazard oh shit horizon zero dawn horizon yep prey south south park the fractured but whole assassin's creed origins super mario odyssey metroid samus returns hellblade sinua's sacrifice uncharted the lost legacy breath of the wild um, wow! Middle Earth, Shadow of War, Cuphead. It's crazy to uh, think near that Automata. Destiny Two was in that year. Yeah, twenty seventeen. Yes, yeah, crazy good year for video games. Yeah, I really forget that Destiny Two was in the mix with yeah. that. Although mm-hmm. I would say vanilla Destiny Two was not in the yeah. upper echelon of Destiny Two content, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, Mario and Rabbids, uh, King of Battle, 
we also had uh, Agents of Mayhem, that wonderful, and Game of the Year Snipper Clips. <laughs> but yes, Agents of Mayhem. Oh, shit. Yeah, I forgot that game existed. Yeah, that game. the spinoff from uh, Saints Row. Saints Row. Yeah, oh, man. <laughs> yeah. It, it, 2017 was a wide gamut of games. Yeah, you got mm-hmm. the full spectrum. Arms, Arms also came yeah. out in Mass Effect Andromeda. That, that was the year that the Switch itself came out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so it, was it was a lot of the big Nintendo stuff. And then, yeah, Destiny and Horizon. And it was, it was, a, it was a huge year. Yeah. 2017 doesn't feel like five years ago. Yes, it, doesn't. it doesn't. But that's also because we've been in a fucking time warp for three years. <laughs> yeah. Now. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> that is true. It does feel like three years ago, which would put us like at like 2020, which was before time broke. Yes. Yep, exactly. Speaking of time breaking. Does time break in Destiny 2? Tell me about yes, Destiny 2. Like, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I figure it does. But before we get into the ludicrous amounts of lore and names and, and um, guns that do cool gun things, um, what are your guys' experience like with Destiny, like as a franchise? Mm-hmm. Mike, you came in at the PC release of D2, yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah. Like I I I started playing Destiny when it came to PC. Uh and our Destiny 2 came to PC in 2017, mainly because I actually didn't even own uh, a PlayStation 4 at all up until that point. Um I didn't actually get a PlayStation um I think I got it in like early 2018 is when I actually got a PlayStation 4. So I just never played original destiny it was a thing where um at the time of its release it did not seem like a thing i'd always really loved halo games before that obviously bungie the creator of destiny was created halo before that for many many years um but once they jumped to destiny one i think there was just a it was just a time of like when that thing first came out it was very I always heard about the scuttlebutt of its release and launch year and it being just very rough and disappointing. And then they sort of fixed it once they got to Taken King. And then it kind of I think by that point, it was one of those things where it was like the wrong time and place to jump in. Uh, So once Destiny, once there was that kind of clean jump to Destiny 2 and it came to PC and it was on a on a a platform I could play it on. Yeah, I just jumped in and uh, yeah, really, really fell in love with it right kind of early even early on granted i know like destiny the first year of destiny 2 is not very much uh uh, loved on because it was it was that clean split from destiny 1 so basically everything you accomplished in in destiny 1 was kind of just gone and moved all the armor all the weapons everything you've kind of done up to that point was just kind of gone and that and and then that whole time bungie had kind of been touting this game as this living game and mmo it kind of immediately broke that so i know like a lot of people uh didn't like it for that thing uh, for that kind of that kind of reason of they split it and it would just became a sequelized uh, sort of thing. Um, but Destiny 2, uh, I, I kind of came in on the ground floor. I really just enjoyed like the, the standard momentum of a gameplay, the gunplay. It's always been in something Bungie's really been good at. Um, I think I always love weird sci-fi worlds and destiny is absolutely one of the weirdest and most interesting sci-fi worlds uh that are in video games in my personal opinion like kind of right now um i think it i think it doesn't do the best it hasn't always done the best job of uh showing that to you uh 
at the at the forefront because uh, it's been hidden behind a lot of lore and card readings. But it's something as now Destiny 2 has shown being, I think, their kind of true vision of a living game that's evolving and growing as a world. I think they have only gotten better and it's only been something that uh, has gotten better to the point where now I, I consider this a game like I always pretty much feel like I've gotten to a point with Destiny 2 now where I want it to be that game that I'm ch- checking in with every week because I want to see the next moment uh, the story's getting into. I, I want to see kind of what people are talking about in the community. I want to talk about it with people in the community as I've become uh, engrossed in it with a lot of different smaller groups, including like friends of our site, Irrational Passions, but even like other smaller gaming communities. And it's just become this like it's become the thing that I, I think they've always wanted to be more so than ever in terms of like a community around a game that's evolving a world that's like truly evolving in a cool way and telling and telling amazing like science sci-fi world stories. So I think I think there's just like so many factors that keep me coming, always wanting to check in with it and keep up with it now more than just like jumping in when an expansion drops at at the start of the year. And like now I want to log in every every Tuesday at the at the daily reset of this game and see what's going on in the world of Destiny, because they've truly started making it uh, an ongoing world that feels um, like that feels like it's truly evolving in a cool way. Very cool. Yeah. I uh, I started playing Destiny. The first time I ever played Destiny was the original OG D1 Alpha. D1 Alpha. Back, nice. Back in August of 2014. Um, and I remember being extremely unimpressed. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like the the that Alpha like let you play through all the story missions on the Earth mm-hmm. and then the Moon. And it turns out that was like almost 50% of the story missions in the game. (laughs) Um, And I remember when I played it, I was like, I don't think there's much more than this. Uh, So I didn't buy Destiny. And then weeks, a couple weeks later, it's like, yeah, this is it. And it's like, all right, well, I guess I kind of dodged a bullet there. And honestly, I I like really forgot about it. And I kind of put it to the side. I did not. I was not a Halo person. I did not. I played Halo after I played Destiny. Uh, which is very weird, let me tell you, um, <laughs> especially like for a first time. Mm-hmm. And so I waited and then I learned about like what Destiny is like really, which is like, oh, here's the the circle loop that I do on the moon to get helium filaments so I can upgrade any of my guns. Like that's that's what Destiny 1 was for that first year. Um, and you just run around the moon opening chests for helium filaments and whatnot. Um, because that's what you needed to like unlock the perks on your weapons and stuff, right? Like it was just a bizarre different game. And I think over that year between D1 and Taken King, like some part of that did interest me. And I was like, okay, well, a lot of people talk about the content. There's just not enough stuff to do in this game. So if I jump in at Taken King, I'll have all of the the kind of minimal D1 stuff and then all of Taken King. And I feel like I'll get my bang for my buck there. Uh, and that's what I did. And I, I jumped in there and I, I had a great time. Um, th- it was my first time, you know, interfacing really with any MMO type stuff like Endgame of any, you know, <laughs> variety, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, raids, uh, like 
PVP multiplayer and PVE multiplayer in a substantial way. Uh, and I, yeah, I, I really fell in love with it. I think like I didn't realize how much I liked the shooting uh, until like mm-hmm. halfway through Taken King and being like, oh man, like I just, this game just feels so good. Feels better than most other video games, to be honest. Yeah. Um, still, and I still believe that. But yeah, Taken King and then uh, like Rise of Iron, that that kind of smaller expansion uh, that I think gets a lot of... S- like a lot of grief for completely valid reasons but like i probably played the most of destiny one when that came out and i did that raid breath of the machine over and over again um it was the first one that i had done over and over again like that like i think i I ran king's fall maybe like three times total um even though i'd love to do it more um so yeah i was like primed coming into to d2 uh day one and i was excited and it's I, I didn't mind the the kind of losing everything that you had. Like I I wasn't one of those people that had invested so much time into getting like these very <laughs> difficult to get exotic weapons that existed in D1. Mm-hmm. But like now that I have I like my mind has been opened and I understand like what the real grind looked like back then. I'm like, okay, I can empathize with someone who's been like, you're taking all this away from me. (laughs) Uh, Mm -hmm. But yeah, D2, like going through it. um, I had had my squad like Tony played way back in the D1 or D2 vanilla days. And uh, we had the the D2 podcast on uh, IP. This is before you guys were even here. So uh, farmed farmed a tower. But before the the dark before times. with uh with van aiken uh and griffin guccione and yeah that was that was fun it was fun to like try and be really into it it was fun to like try and engage with the end game um and and now like looking back i boy i just can't even imagine playing the game like that (laughs) ever again like i didn't realize like having just two primary weapons in your slots in your main slots would be like so miserable but now that I have seen the other side, I know it's like, oh, yeah, like this is just so hard to optimize, so hard to do things with this. Um, but yeah, I mean, like when Forsaken came out, Mike and I played through that. Like we pre- played the story and then we grouped up mm-hmm. when we got to the Dreaming City and went and did secrets in that. And that kind of started yeah. that tradition. And then Shadowkeep came out. I mean, I'm sure you probably find the archive of our day one stream where you and I, Mike and I played through the whole story. Um, mm-hmm. that first day was so fun uh, and we both saw the pyramid ship for the first time right that was something yep. they didn't put put in any promotional material and was like, yeah. what the f-? yeah that just kind of appeared yeah, it was, uh, didn't it in terms of that promotional in, ter- yeah, in terms of that expansion yeah like because like the pyramid ships in like destiny like lore and stuff has been like teased at for like I think it was even in destiny one but like it was a big thing they teased at the end of the, it was the Thanos the, the, scene at, at the end of D2 yeah, vanilla. It was, yeah, it was basically like the, like the post-credit Marvel mm, scene okay. of the pyramid ships at the end of Destiny 2, and that was kind of the like oncoming of the true bigger darkness enemy threat that's uh, like coming coming for us now as we've awoken this thing. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, like the, that's like the first time they like they acknowledged it in that post scene, and then literally in 2019, that was like the first time ever again. They were like, "Oh yeah, here's a pyramid ship." And you were like, like, like 15 minutes into this campaign, you're just like, "Wait, what?" And, yeah, it's uh, been here the whole time. Uh, yeah, 
they like pulled one of those which was great and like being like with somebody for that surprise moment was so great and like uh-huh. obviously a lot of my destiny memories are tied to to playing with mike and our, our kind of group yeah um and yeah I, but all that being said you know i loved destiny that whole time i was always and i i'd always been like yeah i'm happy to just show up for the expansion and whatnot but like and mike kind of went through this with the that year following shadow keep uh, and yeah. then I went through it this past year following Beyond Light of like really settling in and, and becoming the person that's like, I want to show up every Tuesday mm-hmm. and see what's going on. And and it helps that they have like found a great groove in making seasonal content. Absolutely. Like yeah. There's seven weeks of story missions. So the first seven weeks of any season are going to be like a new story mission for that season every week. Uh, and then even more recently, they've started adding like kind of finales within like the last three weeks of story of seasons to kind of cap off the the things that they set up early on. Right. And then they've gotten great at like adding a whole new slew of weapons and systems and secret missions and exotics with each season in addition to each expansion. And it's like, OK, I as someone who likes having the variety to to create all these different builds and i'm sure build crafting will be like a whole thing that we can talk about but uh i i've like have this totally different appreciation not just for destiny as it being destiny but like destiny as it being an mmo and how mmos do their thing like this has been my kind of gateway into what those kinds of grindy end game type games are uh, and I, I like I, I've really grown to appreciate it. it's like mm-hmm. when you s- put all this time into one thing and can understand the nuances of it. Right. I it is just a whole different kind of video game. Yeah. Yeah. And like yeah, you said, for, like, uh, oh, sorry, go ahead, Scott. No, go ahead, Mike. Yeah. Uh, based just the seconding Alex of like having having like having that growing appreciation over time of like I, I was with Destiny to uh, all intents and purposes, kind of like jumping. I would jump in for an expansion and play a little bit and then have some fun. But then just, you know wanting to pursue stuff out of that like the game at times also didn't have the best like pathway for that stuff and also like the way they way they introduced content was also a way of just like here's kind of a little a little bigger drop and then a little big drop and then our true expansion that's like a much bigger piece of thing where like now they've gotten much better at like post post shadow keep is when they kind of really started getting into a groove but then there was another problem with like again it was kind of that era of live live service video games which obviously destiny is and like it was they kind of were trying to do a seasonal model like a Fortnite or some other kind of service games where it's like here's this like five to four or five month season of stuff to do but once the season's over that stuff goes and then we're moving on to this next thing and they did that was like that year post shadow keep and that was kind of a big problem yeah um that they still kind of have with destiny and i think it's like getting people back into it is like the story and like as good as I, as much as i love all of that stuff is like some of it is now so piecemeal and like different parts and like you're there's there's you know with the forsaken campaign that's in the game now has you literally, you know, story spoilers, murdering the dude who like murdered your buddy. But now the current season uh, storyline that's been going for the last year is also like, you know, the current storyline compared to that 2017 expansion is about that character coming back to, to life as a guardian and 
being resurrected with his memory wiped. So he has no recollection recollection of he was this horrible murderer of your friend is now just this innocent kind of guardian trying to find his way in the world. And now you're kind of helping him find his path. So like you kind of have these two weird stories that like it's like you kind of have this story of this character and then like all the story in between is kind of just not there anymore because they took it out of the game and mm-hmm. it's a live service game and they can only kind of handle this game being such a size and scope because uh, Bungie, well, before all this was an independent studio. So it's just it's just an, it just was a weird place right. uh, for a lot of that content. But uh, to, to, to again, to Alex's point, like you said, like they found a groove. I think going into last year's expansion beyond light and telling a seasonal story that was like ongoing through the the entire year again around this character that was kind of a villain previously, but then you meet him again and he has been resurrected um, has kind of no recollection. So it's like you as a, you as the person playing the game, having this knowledge and kind of seeing him now as he is and he having no recollection of what he is. And you kind of, you know, seeing the reveals and, and the characters of this world interacting to this character returning. So I think like that narrative thread on top of like them building up to this bigger expansion that's coming with this villain that's been, you know, in the world of destiny for years and years they just found like a, a great point of like, here's, here's, here's just a, like a consistent uh, storyline. That's just, that's just going to keep going. And every week you're to get a new little detail that like that grows upon this compared to like a few years ago when it's like, here's, here's the storyline of destiny two year one, where you have the traveler and this, and this team of cabal enemies who take the traveler and the powers away from you, but then you get it back. And that was that was a cool little story. But then a few months later, it doesn't really continue that. It just goes to something completely different. And like, I don't know, here's this here's this Egyptian sci fi man named Osiris. And he's like doing time stuff and need to stop those robots. And it's just like before then, they just kind of like like to jump around to different things instead of telling like a full through line story that what like. And I think now that they've kind of started doing that and realizing that's like a much better pacing um, I think they they like it's just been a much more enjoyable experience to one jump in and see the story, but then like that leading to like okay now I want to see this new activity that they're you know and play the game because the game feels really great and fun to play, and also like you know dive into this harder content because that that then gives me access to like cooler weapons, more options for like build crafting and like upgrading my characters and stuff like that. Um, yeah, like rewards. Like we could talk. Uh, the whole show we can just talk about how rewards have changed right. and definitely too and how it's just so much better now than they used mm-hmm. to be <laughs> speaking of how things used to be I got my start in Destiny uh, back with like in this a similar vein with you Alex like Alpha Destiny 1 and I remember playing through with like my some of my good friends and everything and then they dropped off and then I played a bit I never t- I never I bought the expansions Never played through them. This will be a running um, theme uh, through line through a lot of this. Um, And then I was really excited about Destiny 2. I had a new group to play with who uh, had more free time. So they played ahead of me and left me in the dust. Uh, But I managed to finish the the original uh, campaign. I remember the assault on the main city and being kicked off and left for dead. And my my powers wouldn't work. And. I had to go and stop them and 
I remember like, and once again, I bought, I had, I own all the expansions for destiny Two, but I have to say I have never, even though I, I am a big fan of playing through long series and reading long series of books. It's like, I have never been more in like, terrified and intimidated by a franchise or a series to get into as i have with mm. destiny i'm not i that makes sense it's like i want to i love the gameplay like i love hearing like the passion you guys have to play this game it's like i want to play with them i want to i want to shoot stuff i want to do it and then i jump in and it's like i have no idea what's going on i have no mm. idea what to do and like most of the thing like i caught like i remember the cabal i remember the 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 names of the alien races and everything and i remember the little bits and pieces from news articles of, of things that happened but it's like most of what you guys said is like was so above my head which is so foreign to me right uh, sure. especially when it comes to rpgs it's like i want to get into destiny like i love the passion you guys have for it i love how excited you get when new raids come out or new expansions and how you guys have been talking about witch queen and, and it sounds cool and it, it, the trailers look cool she's like a bug queen i don't know what she is but it looks cool but it's like i have no idea where to start and then bungie announced that they're vaulting different story like different right. things and it's like okay well i it's like the disney vault and it's like i have no idea <laughs> yeah. if and when i'm ever gonna be able to play it or know what the hell's going on and it's like i'm just gonna sit here yeah and and like <laughs> they, they say vault but like i in my head and it, it's depressing to acknowledge i know it maybe things will change after today's acquisition i i truly don't know right but like i don't ever see like the red war campaign or after it's gone the forsaken campaign yeah. ever coming back in any capacity yeah at least at least in the like through line form right because like that's that's kind of what i've been thinking about too of like could could they ever bring like full the full-fledged like campaign that you can play through as it is as you could like one-to-one when it was in the game. And I don't, I just like, I don't think they could just cause like they, when they vaulted a lot of this stuff with beyond light, which was last, which was the last expansion, major mm-hmm. expansion, they introduced like a new kind of intro quest. And like, they, they like in order to like get back to where they were, they would have to like gut all of that out and then like put everything else back in. Like, cause like that whole little intro thing, like gives you like a really quick, overview of like story events that happened in the and like everything that led up before that so it's like from a story perspective when you jump into the game now and do that intro quest it's from the context of like all of the stuff that's that's basically been vaulted in the game before this moment like has already happened in world in in the in yeah. the events of destiny and they like the characters tell you like oh yeah this 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 guy who died in the last expansion was our vanguard was our <laughs> vanguard and he's and he he was he was here but now he's not like they straight up just like tell you that in the in the little little like kind of opening bit that you that you run around and, like you're like running around like like the, the tower which is like the big social space in the game and like going and talking to each of the little vendor characters and like the like your ghost buddy is just telling you like the story of of the last thing so it's like it's 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 just like the it clearly was like done because of like the tech like some technical limitations mm-hmm. that have, which sucks it definitely sucks like i 
it's it's always it's always tough because like I loved a lot of that older stuff too, mm-hmm. and would love to see it in the modern context of Destiny now with all of our new abilities and weapons and like seeing because they've they have done like visual updates and enhancements to a lot of the current like Destiny look, uh, even though it's like not like dramatic as like a full on thing, but like you know playing that game in like 4K or HDR. And seeing some of those older environments would be super cool, but just they had to that, you know, it being this live, it's like it's the push and pull of like it's a live game. So it needs to continue and evolve and the world needs to continue and evolve. But that means you have the, the unfortunate side of like some of that older stuff just needs to be put out to pasture, I guess. I don't know. It's it's it's, it's, it's tough. It's one of those things too, like, you know, having played 14, right? Like obviously 14 is a great way to do it. It's all there. Right. Most many, many, many hours of it do suck. Uh, and, and I appreciate like about destiny that you can get to the good stuff relatively quickly. Right. Like mm-hmm. even like anyone who bought it today, February 1st or whenever this will go out, like I, uh, if you played through Forsaken, I'd say you're jumping into like a pretty good campaign. Right. And then going if you just go forward from there and get to the end of uh this season, season of the lost, you'll have a great trip. And I, I think it does suck a lot that Forsaken in particular is going away because like now this new character that Mike was talking about, Crow, it's like his whole deal you're just not going to know <laughs> and right. you'll have no yeah. means in the game yeah. of knowing that uh, exactly and, and vaulting is is like a problem it's it's a it is a bad business model uh for sure like i, I it just it, it is frustrating because it, we have the situation over and over again of like how do i get into this game when like mm-hmm. all of the beginning is gone yeah uh, now like, alex I, I'm, I'm curious with crow and destiny does he come with a giant robot too? Does no, he? He has his small little ghost robot though. Mm-hmm. <sighs> it's nowhere near I know, as it's cool. Not the same. He does not have a Gundam that he <laughs> gets Man. into. Uh, Cold Steel reference. Uh, but by the way, it's it's one of those things where, like, I think when we talk about Destiny, like the the things that I am the most excited about, I think anyone can enjoy. It just, it's going to take a lot of work to get there. But I think that is also true. Even if you had the story available to you, like the going from like your, your starting level of 1100 playing through the story and then getting eventually to that pinnacle grind and then getting to max loot level or whatever. And, and, and then engaging from that point with the the end game content, which would be like raids, grandmaster nightfalls, and uh, master lost sectors, things like that, that are like either solo challenges, three person challenges, or six person challenges, and like all those are kind of what most people would say are the best stuff in the game. Mm-hmm. I think if you can get there, you're gonna have a great time, and and the the journey of getting there will teach you enough about what you need to do. Um, that you'll you'll have a a gist of it by that point but like i've also found with just destiny as a whole like i do appreciate and and it it is one of those things i think destiny sickos understand like i do appreciate just how like absolutely obtuse it is and how little it gives you to go on because it is that much more satisfying when you put the pieces together um and like 
a is it lot similar of, to like a blood like a dark souls i would yeah dark souls is like the the thing mm-hmm. i would compare it to because like there's stuff at, like in dark souls where it's like oh there's like this crow's nest and if i fucking leave a go- gold coin in this crow's nest he'll the crow will take it and drop a the most powerful battle a giant axe. robot another <laughs> you're you're you keep saying crow crow's nest <laughs> dropping crow, coins regular bird crow uh, drops a gold i co- can relate to that crow but like in the souls games there are those like vendors mm-hmm. that are kind of hidden off yeah. to the side where you can drop an item and then get a super legendary weapon and like in destiny there's like a regular ass strike that you can like take a right turn during and then kill a guy and he gives you a code that now gives you access to this presage mission, which is like you exploring this abandoned uh, cabal spaceship. That it's it, there's nothing that tells you to do that, but mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. the community has just like this fine tooth comb that they go over every single patch note with, and and they always find yeah. the stuff. But the the magic of like when you actually stumble into it, like when. Mike and I, a perfect example was like when we were playing in the Dreaming City the first time and discovered the Ascendant challenges, which are like in certain areas, if you use an item in that area, a portal will open and then you go into that portal and there's like this whole like mini mission to do there, right? And there's three of them that rotate or seven of them that rotate throughout that whole location throughout uh, three weeks. And it's like, that's so cool. And nothing in the game ever tells you that you can find that. Right. But a, like a little thing will pop up in the feed on the left side and be like, the ascendant plane grows restless or whatever. And it's like, that's your hint. That's the whole hint. <laughs> right. Uh, mm-hmm. But I, I do love stuff like that because it, it reminds me of Bloodborne or Dark Souls or or even like Breath of the Wild, like games that are not about to tell you what to do and, and leave you the freedom mm-hmm. to like put context clues together and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And it is extremely rewarding, but it's also like in that same accessibility conversation, it's really off putting to a lot of players. Yeah. Yeah, It's I'm curious, Alex, because you kind of dove into final fantasy 14 and you, you mentioned it briefly. It's like, do you find that destiny is harder to approach as a new player than final fantasy 14 or how do they compare? It's funny. I would say they're like the exact same, very different reasons, though, because like Final Fantasy 14 is straight up like 120 hours of bullshit. And yep. then you get to some good stuff. And it is yep. unabashed about that. And <laughs> it's, it's, it's world building, right? It's a, it's a, it's, I, it's, I think it's I think that's just like in, in Final Fantasy 14's defense. I think that's like just MMOs in general, because yeah. I don't know if well, I don't know if Scott's played like something like World of Warcraft, but I'm sure that as a game that has been going on for many, many years could potentially have a very similar uh, onboarding experience where it's like I could start at this expansion and play like 800 hours and probably end up at that at this point mm-hmm. you know the good the, the people the thing that people are calling good like you know 800 hours from now where like I mean like that stuff is just yeah I think that's just like a nature of like the the kind of game that the this, this they're, they're trying to be you know yeah in in 14's case it's like everyone's gonna tell you like Either they'll say Shadowbringers is the only good part, and then Endwalker, obviously, or they'll be like, "Oh, it gets good when you get to Heaven's Ward." But Heaven's Ward is like seventy-five <laughs> to eighty hours into that game, uh, and then you know Shadowbringers is like two hundred and ten hours into that game. So, mm-hmm. 
and I know this. <laughs> and that's like if you're yeah. you're mainlining, right? Like you're mm-hmm. just going from story to story. Whereas and that sucks. Like that objectively is terrible. And like I wouldn't recommend mm-hmm. that to anybody. But you know, then you get the reward of like getting the Shadowbringers and seeing stuff that you never thought you would see in that game. And it's very cool. And you get introduced to characters like Emmett Selk, and it's like, I'm gonna remember Emmett Selk forever. Um, and in a similar vein, like Destiny is do all the campaigns which will take a long time and are going to feel old at this point but i think are still cool uh and then like grind for however long it takes 20 30 hours uh and then your max level and then you know start looking up the the secret missions like what's presage what is uh the hawk moon quest what is this what is that and it's like then you start doing those missions and it's like, OK, yes, this is the best stuff in Destiny. Like, mm-hmm. I understand now. Mm-hmm. But but there is much less of a guide through Destiny. And and that that's like it's just Final Fantasy 14 is unapproachable because it's going to demand and require so much time. Mm-hmm. And Destiny is is unapproachable because it doesn't require a minimum amount of time to get to the good stuff. Like there's a lot of good stuff that you can find throughout the way. But there is zero instruction on how to get to anywhere, yeah. you know, or, mm-hmm. or like instructions, or good, instructions you know? to get to like the like what a lot of people think is the good part, right? Because like it'll it'll like if you do that opening quest, it'll instruct you to just go run a bunch of strikes or play Crucible, the, the PvP mode, or, or the Gambit. Like the, it'll instruct you to like kind of the basic stuff to to power up, but it won't tell you like oh yeah, you know, Vault of Glass or this raid or like kind of the really the coolest most most engaging kind of mechanically interesting things you can do but you have to then go get five other people to mm-hmm. like want to jump in and with you or like carry you through it if if you if you're not familiar with the mechanics or or if you want to find people who have like never done it either and you want to learn together because that's also like a big proponent of like some of that new stuff is like i know f- definitely for me and alex like the first thing we ever did together as a group was was doing last wish um, which was a raid that mm-hmm. was uh, brought in Forsaken, and it's easy. It's easily like one of the coolest mm-hmm. things. I still have fond memories of that experience, even though it took us like four weekends <laughs> in a row, ten hours, ten, ten each, hours yeah. each, trying to fi- trying to figure <laughs> it on our own. When realistically, we probably just got to like pull up some YouTube videos and figure it out. But we still powered through it and got through, it and it was awesome. Um, yeah, but and it's like. A lot of people talking about this new expansion with its new ray. It's like you're only going to get so many of those, and yeah. being in it as as challenging and frustrating as it can be, it's like there's nothing else like it. There's just nothing that exists like a Destiny raid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and like yeah, like you said, like it, it, like uncovering a lot of those mysteries for yourself is like some of like the most the coolest moments. Like when we, you know, if, like uh, back uh, about a month ago, they released like this kind of 30th anniversary celebrate celebration kind of package. And then like a lot of it was just kind of like, you know, cosmetic fun stuff to celebrate Bungie as a company's 30 years of making video games and stuff. But they also released like a, a new dungeon, which is like a basically like simplest way to put it is like, it's like a mini version of a raid where and it's only three players, but it's definitely more demanding than like running like a strike, which like match, makes you and with two other people and you can just kind of run through it Dun- dungeons like you have to bring a, a, a team of two other people with you and and go into 
it or you could try it solo and it'll just be much much more difficult and, and like mechanically demanding of knowing all of the mechanics to try and get through but like we me alex and a friend of ours did it like just ran through it blind and figured out all the stuff ourselves, and it was super cool because it's like pirate themed and it has like a bunch of like weird booby traps that are very silly where you're like you'll run through this you'll run through an area and it's like kind of this like ruined kind of like junkyard kind of looking area you'll get to a part and it'll be like oh here's two doors and one of these doors takes us to the next area and this other door is just literally a spike trap that'll instantly murder you and you just kind of yeah and like you know the first time you get the first time you get through it you have no idea so you just so of course this trap's gonna get somebody um and it's very entertaining there's literally a part of it that is like you you break you open up this doorway uh, hitting this weird contraption with a rocket and you run up this big stairway and it literally has an indiana jones but where a big barrel just drops on the stairway and it comes hurtling down there's little side things you can you can watch in so of course like you know the first time anybody does that it's amazing to watch because they have no idea and they just start running up these stairs and all of a sudden a big barrel just comes down and just <laughs> wipes, wipes, the, whole wipes the whole team that absolutely happened to us the first time we did it, it was oh yeah, wow. it was amazing but it's just you know, having that stuff that's very fun and silly in that dungeon, but then also like getting to a big boss battle and then being like, holy crap, there's this massive ogre monster that we're fighting. And, you know, there's a whole the whole mechanics around that fight of like, all right, when we defeat these enemies, these these drop these little like fake versions of like the engrams you're you pick up to get loot in the game, but they're fake they're like cursed treasure basically is what they're called. And they, when you pick them up, yeah, you're, you're like going to like, basically like, uh, like uh, plant them into this crystal to like lure the ogre over it. So he like breaks it, his shield breaks open and you can start damaging him. But like, you know, there, there's all kinds of mechanics like that in there where you have to, you know, oh, okay, I'm picking up these things. I'm picking up these cursed things and there's a timer on them. I don't know what that exactly means. Of course, if the timer goes out, you just, you just, you just die. But if you, but on the other end, if you pick, if you pick up 10 of them altogether, it fully recharges all your abilities instantly. Um, so you can use that as a, as an advantage to like kind of play around in this fight um, and kind of get in a rotation with your teammates. So there's like a lot of just a lot of stuff in those higher end uh, pieces of content and destiny just have stuff like that of like, it's about team play. It's about communication and kind of working together. And I think it, it's, it does some of the best of that in kind of any yeah, like, game like, like this mm-hmm. uh, period, in my I, opinion. I like, I don't know any other game that has or approaches team based mechanics like destiny, right? Like it, it is just, and th- that's why I always say like the raids, the dungeons, those big multiplayer activities. That's like that. Those are the, the big set piece appeals moments because they, you're just doing stuff that you never do. And you know, sometimes you can always like, cynically boil it down to like all right i'm just throwing a ball at a dude and it breaks his shield or whatever it's like yeah but i'm i'm like Mm -hmm. hitting a thing with a a specific artifact to open a thing to get the ball uh or like we're working as a group to get these balls and deposit them because they're nuclear bombs and we're about to blow this place up like it's just (laughs) like when when you think about like six people playing a real-time action game shooter and they're all doing different stuff and they all have a role to play. And they're all communicating in like the most succinct way. Like mm-hmm. once all that stuff really levels out and you get a team like it, it is so fun, like playing with the same group or, or like we have like a group of about 10 folks now that that we kind of rotate around. Uh, and 
and just like we have like our dynamic and like we always have fun we're always making jokes mm-hmm. uh, we're having a good time and we all like have a understanding with one another it's like okay you, the warlock here's got it or, or this person's got this or like oh yeah jake's really good at this part mm-hmm. right like you know and i i just love that you can kind of find this really natural teamwork grooves in in destiny it just like so yeah. naturally fits a team like that i think and and i think it's that camaraderie and kind of that group mentality that i always was kind of chasing with destiny and i never had yeah um which like with destiny one my group stopped playing so i didn't have them and with destiny two my group played ahead without me and then left me hey like i never had i never had that experience and that seems to be like the way you guys describe it like and the idea behind it being able to like do story quests or these raids like i've never had whether it's in final fantasy 14 or destiny or wow back in the day it's like i've never had that group of friends to like raid with to do the cool shit with and me either right like this is a first I, for yeah me yeah yeah, it, yeah even even this group yeah that like alex is describing like i immediately didn't like this is our group that we we would but like normally like you know before this point it was more yeah. of like a like we were saying like during the expansion we would maybe grow up up and play but then it would kind of dissipate and go away um and then mm-hmm. when i went up after beyond light and obviously you know the we, we we entered the time where there was no time of covid and working from home it kind of mm-hmm. like i kind of just fell back into destiny in a very large way that turned that turned that turned me into like you know i started doing the things i don't generally like to do is which is trying to like go out and like talk to random people on the internet mm-hmm. to like find a point because i i because you know the big, the big proponent at that time was again they were doing like the bigger content vault that they did before beyond light which is pretty much all of the first year of destiny 2 going away and i never experienced mm-hmm. a lot of the raids that were from that first year a lot of that end game content i just never really got and i was like i want to see that stuff because i do really like this game and i'm starting like that was that point where i started playing a lot more mm-hmm and like powering up my characters more and interfacing with like not raids just yet, but some of the other end game stuff of like doing like nightfalls and some of the, the higher tunes and being like, okay, this is this, there is interesting stuff here, but I want to see the, I want to see the rage for myself. And then before I, we, we had kind of this group Alex was talking about, I joined a clan uh, from giant bomb, the, that website and kind of, they, they kind of took me through a lot of the stuff. Cause a lot of them had been playing for a long time. Mm-hmm. And like, that was, that was definitely my eye opening moment for sure. Of like having that being seen like, Oh, here's this deeper level to this game that exists. Yeah. And like now, now that becomes like kind of the chase of like, yeah, there's a lot of grinding and yeah, you're going to definitely, there's sometimes with these current, even, even as, as much as I enjoy like the week to week story of the season, there's also like, you know, the MMO kind of grinding side aspect of the game too because it is a service like a live service an mmo kind of style game where i'm just going to jump into this activity where you know it, it has been an activity you've done and if you play a lot of destiny it's an activity you've probably already done a lot and you know they're they can be fun and exciting but then mm-hmm. you know by the fifth or sixth week you've now run this like 15 to 20 times and you kind of just do it you're just kind of doing the motions to kind of get to the next thing mm-hmm. um, so there's definitely that aspect to the game still. It's definitely if you want to like get into it, I, I still think there's definitely that aspect of like, yeah, you're going to have to 
play a bunch, play a bunch of a lot of the similar things to get to get to the stuff that's mm-hmm. good or, you know, but I, but I think, but I think like that has become more and more worth it to me finally seeing those other sides and realizing like what kind of what was there. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And I think like with, with all the responsive, like the adult responsibilities at this point, I'm going to, you know, and my back aches and I, I'm always sore when I wake up, but it's like, I feel mm-hmm. like I'm at the age where I can't do multiple of like these big time investment games, yep. like between yeah. like Final Fantasy 14, trying to make sure I'm caught up with that. And then I applaud you, Alex, to be able to. I mean, you work through Final Fantasy 14. You're working through or like you keep up with Destiny 2. I'm a, I'm a sicko. Though. That's <laughs> not using me as like a, a comparative point. The guy on disability who's like, this is the only thing keeping me happy. You know? Like, uh, yeah. But, but it's like, I, you know, I'm happy to have yeah. that opportunity oh, for sure. But no, it's just like I'm. I'm, I'm, it makes me feel my age when it's like, oh, I gotta, okay, well, gotta catch up with Final Fantasy. Oh, sorry, Destiny, and I'm not even gonna look at you. You just give me anxiety. I'm just stressing me out. Yeah. I think that's um, fair, though. Like, don't yeah. look at Destiny if you feel like you've got it. If you've got, like, your, your yeah. Rainbow Six Siege, right? Or if you've got mm-hmm. your, your, um, new world or something if, if you yeah. already have that thing filled in your life i, I think it's okay yeah. to be yeah. like i don't know about destiny but i think if you are looking for that long-term game or you just want to right i'm gonna play the destiny campaigns and like be narratively caught up to some extent i i think you could do that in the same like mm-hmm. you can play through forsaken shadow keep beyond light and then the seasonal story that are available yeah. in about 60 hours i'd say and it's a lot of time uh, but it's less than a Final Fantasy 14. Yeah. Right. And it's like, I've, I've come to accept it. And it's like, I still want to eventually one day, like, cause I do love the game, like the gunplay. I think the gunplay in destiny is really, really good. Yeah. It's just, but Talk I think you. I yeah. finally, I just have to be like, not, not right now. Destiny. Yeah. <laughs> what I, what I like is that the old, some of the older content is like the minimum level now so uh-huh. if you were like i really just want to see a cool destiny raid uh you could jump into whatever character you are now find a group and they could carry you through like last wish right which is like the oldest raid in the game right now which is like we said earlier one of the coolest raids uh-huh. uh and you might not have all the special guns and stuff but you get raid drops from it you get cool stuff from it uh and you're not gated out by your power level right uh-huh. um and and like for someone who's like looking for that cool stuff, but they're early on in their destiny journey, I would say like, yeah, mm-hmm. go check out the the prophecy jun- dungeon or the shattered throne. That like the dungeons are the perfect middle ground of like, I want to see what raids are like, but I can't get six people. I might be able to get two people, uh, and you know those are also like base level. So you you really mm-hmm. there's nothing gating you from uh, mm-hmm. getting into them, and those are things that you can get yeah. blind. Like they're not so obtuse that you can't figure it out um they're good they're just like a great middle ground and so i'm glad that they've committed yeah. to making like dungeons a bigger deal in the game that's cool now i feel like this is a a good time to talk about the big news that was really announced honestly like an hour after i i asked both Mike and Alex to talk, come on and talk <laughs> about destiny tonight was Sony's announcement of the acquisition of Bungie. What are your guys' thoughts on this? 
curious what you think, Mike. You yeah, 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 well, yeah. <laughs> that's very funny that that weird that weird timing on that on that uh, messaging of like, hey, come on the podcast, and like three hours later, it's like, oh, by the way, <laughs> Sony Sony now owns Bungie, a studio that was independent for many years and made Halo, the Xbox uh, exclusive uh, game for many mm-hmm. years. Yeah, it's it's a it's a really interesting. I'm um, I. Especially in this, obviously, in the the time that we're in, where like all these bigger companies are making these massive acquisitions, and like I, I think it was easy. I definitely saw a lot of the the discourse today of like a lot of people kind of lumping this in of like ah consolidation. Oh my god, ah, and you know, and like that's that's totally fair because it's still it still is a part of that. But I think like this this acquisition and kind of re I was trying to read a lot of articles and a lot of the interviews that kind of came out post with like you know Jim Ryan and uh Pete Parsons who are both like the CEOs respectively of the CEOs of Sony and CEOs of Bungie and like they kind of had a lot of mm-hmm. uh talk about like you know it does not seem like it is a it is a host, essentially like a hostile takeover sort of situation where Sony's coming in and they want Sony to start making a bunch of exclusive games for 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 Sony. It seems yeah. more like, well, Sony Sony wants to have their live service games like live service games are massive and the end games and like they want they want that they want that piece of the pie because like, you know, mm-hmm. they don't really have that. If you look at their big their first party lineups, like they're all yeah. incredible yeah. games, but they're all single player beat them in you know a handful of hours and then you kind of move on they don't really have these games that you know some people really enjoy are are these bigger games that you can kind of invest more time into and have these kind of characters that you have and upgrade and yada 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 are free to play all that kind of stuff uh uh in there and like sony doesn't really have that Bungie has clearly been, you know, they had like their ups and downs with Destiny, but it's, it is still going. And not only is it still going, but they have like, you know, both this year and last year are like, hey, here's not only this new expansion, here's like the expansion for like three years from now. <laughs> so like clearly they like yeah. they are they're on a tra- trajectory of like they are doing really well. They're not only they're they're also expanding out into another video game that they've kind of not really talked about a lot, but like they've talked about like they're not just working on Destiny. They're working on Mm -hmm. some other big multiplayer IP. Um, So I think I think I think it seems like a new IP of some kind is coming. Yeah. At some point. Yeah. So it's it's they've they've definitely been on that trajectory. So it makes sense to Sony be like, hey, um, you know, we need we, we want we want you know more in on this live service game help us do that and by them doing that that bungie goes like okay we'll also give we'll we'll help you with that but give (laughs) us a bunch of fucking money so we can keep making these games because we're already like a massive Mm -hmm. studio and we already have a lot of challenges just keeping this game going um but also we want to work on new games and even like expand outside of games because they talked a lot about like you know we want to you know i think like before this acquisition, like sometime last year, they talked about they brought like board members onto Bungie that were like not even related to video games. Like some person was from Viacom and like they they like had experience working on like television and movies. And like it, it was clear that like I think they they want to also move like Destiny and I guess whatever their other IPs are eventually to not just have them be video games but maybe more mm-hmm. media outside of that like shows or or tv or anything like that um so i i, I like i'm i'm personally like as 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 weird it is to see all these studios getting bought up um i'm kind of excited to see what they does again as somebody who plays this game a lot 
Um, I want to see it get better and better. And it has been, it already has kind of been getting better and better in my opinion. And I think this yeah. will ultimately be a positive change for that. Or at least I'm, I'm knocking on wood trying to continue to, to think positive mm-hmm. about it. And I think it will be. Um, but I think it's also a thing where all of these acquisitions, like we really won't know what's going to happen until like a few years from now. Like it probably really won't be till, you know, the, the, the two expansions out that they've announced that they're going to be doing uh, for Destiny 2, which the last one being the final shape, which is they slated for 2024, which is like crazy to even try and think about 2024 still right now. But like, you know, they've, they're already planning out that far so like i I would not imagine like this them really us seeing a lot Mm -hmm. of what effect this has being under sony until even beyond that kind of uh time frame so for now i'm just excited if this means they said in the short term this just means we're hiring a crap ton of people and it definitely showed when i went to the bungie career site just out of curiosity and they had like 60 like at least 60 some you know job openings on that thing it's just a lot of job openings so i think it's clear that like you know this is this is an exciting move for them to like expand in a way that they really want to um so so i'm i'm excited it's for me like reading all of the stuff that everyone is specifically saying it just feels like such a nothing like Mm -hmm. nothing has changed right like they specifically said Destiny is going to still be multi-platform and future Bungie titles will also be multi-platform. Mm-hmm. Like this are specific words that were said. Uh, they said like generally nothing's going to change with Destiny 2 uh, and they're, they're retaining the rights to all of their IP as well, which tells me like if in, in a similar case to how Bungie partnered with Activision in I think it was 2013 or 2012 when they announced Destiny. Um, and that 10 year plan, like it was like very much like, Hey, we still have complete control. Mm-hmm. And then like when things ended up do- going bad with them, cause Activision wanted them to put out more, you know, destiny three esque games. Um, you know, they just left, right? Like they, they didn't really lose anything in that, that disbandment. Uh, and this feels like knowing that about Bungie and knowing like their relationship with Microsoft um, obviously like Sony owns them here, but like it, it definitely feels like a similar relationship to that Activision relationship where it's like, hey, we have an, an investment in you now, but we're not going to tell you what to do. Um, right. And and I like I think back to the last I'm probably missing one in between here, but the last big Sony acquisition was Insomniac. And that was very much like, all right, this is us now. <laughs> like, yeah. we did that Sunset Overdrive nonsense, but that's not going to happen again. Right? Yeah. Like this. This is in the total opposite camp of that. Uh, and yeah, it, it it feels more to me of like Bungie is like already huge just in general. It's just like probably one of the biggest independent studios out there, if not the biggest. And I mean, like maybe from software is, is bigger, um, but they are probably moving in like the multimedia direction and like maybe destiny TV shows and, and animations or whatever, like could be more on the the horizon, which makes sense to me. Um, I feel like I've heard the idea of like a, of a Netflix destiny show thrown out so many times. Yep. Um, just because like people argue and are frustrated about how the lore is presented in that game, even though again, mm-hmm. one of many other things that have gotten better. <laughs> um, it is very much more a straight, told story video game now even compared to destiny 2 vanilla you know like which had 
a straight Tory, but like this is like very much like okay, and then the next cutscene and the next cutscene. Like I'm seeing what's happening. I know what's going on. I know who these characters are now. Um, I don't have to read about them. Uh, so yeah, I, like I feel like this is like nothing. You know, I, I really don't think really anything's going to change substantially. Uh, I, I just think it's more of like Bungie was independent for a couple of years, and they're like, hey, if we want to be secure and take care of our employees, like we should probably not be independent right now uh and that seems like a probably a smart call um and and like mike said like and i i brought this up earlier in slack like a half of microsoft's ip are live service games and they mm. seem to be doing well like sea of thieves is still going on right uh and as someone who you know played it not too long ago uh it's it is good it's much yeah. better now than it than it was and like truly sony has nothing like that like what was the Knockout City or whatever the car game. Oh, yeah. Destruction, Destruction All Stars. Destruction All Stars. <laughs> yeah. Like that was Something nothing. Like that. Yeah, it's nothing. Yeah, <laughs> it's not. And and Sony has put out multiplayer only games that have like just died. It's just like come out and die. They yeah. have nothing that fills that that kind of column of, of genre. You know, and, mm-hmm. and I think this is smart that they can say that Destiny is their game. But, you know, it's not. <laughs> it's right. just like they just are making money off of it. it. This reminds me more of like Microsoft acquiring Mojang. Like if if we wanted to make a direct mm-hmm. comparison, because there's yeah, yeah. no future where Minecraft doesn't stop coming out on Switch or PS5 or whatever. It already is, you know, yeah, uh, totally. Minecraft Dungeons came out on PS4 and PS and Switch and all that, like uh, which is a separate, more recent release. And you can tell like the intention is to keep putting it out everywhere just because that's the kind of IP it is. Um, and that's live service in its own way. And I, I, I would put kind of a very different game, but destiny in the same kind of tier of that for sure. Now I'm curious, like I, I definitely think it's a smart play just from a, we want experts kind of in this live service field mm-hmm. and kind of playing off of that. What of Sony's properties would you like to see get kind of the live service treatment from Bungie? Oh, start with you, Alex. Thinking, damn. I'm thinking, thinking about I've, Sony I was IPs. Say, I, I, immediately, I immediately had a, a goof, a goof uh, joke, but now I'm also trying to think of a more serious one. <laughs> it was Warhawk. Monkey Ball. <laughs> I was going to say, God, gonna say, um, gonna say a sly, a sly Cooper open world stealth game where everybody is everybody is different kind of sly cooper style like raccoon thieves and you can like be all in a city together and you can steal stuff from other people or or you know there you go that's that that's that's, cool, that's your though. that's your new stuff sly cooper game i would be so, so upset if they yeah, gave us so a new like sly cooper but it's a live service exotic, game i would be my so upset sly cooper game Cane. My exotic cane. Here's my <laughs> Bentley's exotic, exotic wheelchair. wheelchair. Exactly. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I the, like. The big, that's the thing. The big Sony, owl, uh, clockwork comes back as a raid balls. I think something like kills out like the shootery things like make the most sense mm-hmm. just because like shooters dominate the live service genre right now. But boy, would uh-huh. I be stoked if it wasn't one of those. <laughs> Yeah, um. <laughs> I mean, I mean, even like currently, I mean, granted, this probably is like already like somewhat deepish into development, I feel like. But there's that like Last of Us 2 multiplayer thing that's like just kind of been in the in the ether 
of like this was supposed to be a big thing they did, but I think they they put out a statement at least for it, right? Saying like it got pushed back or something when the Last of Us Part Two came out, and that's just kind of been wherever. But I mean, yeah. I feel like that would be a that could potentially be like a big multiplayer thing for for them. I don't know, uh, but I don't think. But I think that's like too soon. Yeah, I, I like. I think the, this is definitely one of those cases where Sony is just going to have like a pull a, a small team from Bungie and be like, "How do you run a game like this?" Right. And and I th- thinking about it, like you know, obviously, good move for Sony because they don't have that that kind of feather in their cap. But mm-hmm. also, like, how many des- quote unquote Destiny killers have we seen? And none of them yeah, have just, killed no, Destiny. Yeah, no, yeah, just, you know? They've come and gone very quickly for sure. It, it to its credit like destiny even if it is so unapproachable and frustrating to get into and has its own slew of problems and content vaulting is problematic like because people pay for this stuff and now they can't get it anymore like they are still the top dog as far as i'm concerned it's on the console space like excluding the battle royale stuff because that is i feel different you know mm-hmm. the fortnites and yeah. the war zones and the apexes like they are in their weird kind of niche that that just kind of exists in itself (laughs) like destiny has done this for longer than anybody else and they are still going and more people i think are going to play witch queen than played beyond light and i think that is growth and that is important and yeah uh, yeah they, they clearly have figured something out yeah and and again like the like i mentioned earlier the other big thing is like they're they're working on a new game as well and they've already stated it's going to be some kind of multiplayer pvp focused kind of thing so like being able to say like here is a new big multiplayer shooter from bungie on playstation you know that's you know that's i'm sure that'll still be multi-platform but but like being like you know like a lot of big multiplayer shooters having you know their kind of marketing front of you know showing having a state of play and being like here's bungie bungie's new game headlining this state of players sony press conference event bungie's hero shooter like that's that's gonna be pretty big and like that's that's a big big moneymaker for Sony, even though it's not necessarily like, even though it'll be on Xbox, it'll probably be on Steam on PC, like that new, whatever that new game ends up being whenever it comes out. But still, I think that's also a a big thing that like probably Sony is also looking at. Cause like, like you said, like destiny is absolutely massive in, in, in some regards in terms of like, it's, it's kind of space in the shooter, but also kind of a service MMO action game. But, and also an RPG. Yeah, yeah, but it's also like, you know, they they you know Sony Sony dropped three point six billion, and like I love Destiny, but I would not say like three point six billion is like a good probably money drop on just Destiny. You know, so I think they're all yeah. Sony's probably also looking at like you're making a new game and you're probably working on other stuff and you want to make this like bigger media push. Like I think it's it's more of an investment, not necessarily in Destiny Two being. Sony exclusive, but Bungie having this bigger hand in Sony's bigger in Sony's infrastructure, Sony's yeah, infrastructure sure. of mm-hmm. like here, here we have you know, so, you know Sony Studios making a Destiny TV show or a cartoon or animated thing, but also, but also here's this new hero shooter on PlayStation, and of course Destiny, you know, like then I think it's all these pieces kind of coming together for Sony is was what yeah. they ultimately were going for, and it, there's like a lot of misconceptions I think about like exclusive playstation destiny content and stuff like that and i think 
obviously there's there's reason to be concerned but like i also know and and it's it is a benefit of being in the destiny community for so long now like Bungie loves its Destiny community, even though the Destiny community mm-hmm. maybe doesn't think that they do. Like Bungie works hard <laughs> for their community, yeah. and I don't think they would go back on mistakes that they had made in the past. They've been pretty good about that. I don't think we're going to see exclusive PlayStation exclusive strikes or guns or things like that ever again. I don't think this means that. I think other things outside of Destiny could be exclusive, um, but yeah, I I just don't see that happening, and I also don't see like seasons being free for playstation plus members or whatever like right well, even yeah mm-hmm. obviously we don't know about this whole playstation game pass situation yeah. and maybe there is something that doesn't complain to that but with the whole i belief that sony's gonna put their 70 dollar ass video games on that service day one is still i don't trust them to yeah, do that I yet I, so yeah, like, I, say, I don't trust that i, I, I think take those assumptions and, and put them aside right now we just don't know enough yeah mm-hmm. i don't trust that but i but i actually honestly could see the destiny side of like you can you can basically play destiny 2 on this and get like maybe expansions as the as they've maybe not expansions but maybe like some content of some kind via via having that subscription service um I, I could I could see that level, but you're but I also agree what you said of like I don't think God of War if if this thing is if this Sony subscription thing is out by God of War two like God of War two is not going to be day one on that thing. You They're won't just, be able to get Kratos's axe as a transmog or something for yeah, your exactly yeah. <laughs> God, I mean that might happen. Get some, I mean, put some put some ratchet and clank guns as as like ornaments. That would be that would, so that would be cool. Yeah, that'd be really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Um, and it sounds like there's more acquisitions coming, apparently. So it's, yeah. it is yeah. a crazy time. I like the Sony dropped that like a threat. And yeah, more acquisitions more coming. are coming. Yeah. It's, <laughs> Your um, next Square Enix. Capcom, <laughs> Square. <laughs> just all the things. But crazy you, crazy you time other questions about destiny is there anything else you want to know about destiny scott <sighs> i feel there's like a lot. there's any a lot. question i have would go down a rabbit hole <laughs> sure <laughs> accurate um no it's it, it's one of those games is like it plays really well like every time i re-download it and i jump in for a few minutes it's like the gunplay always feels good i always like kind of the the look of my hunter i like the things i can do i love being able to charge my gun with solar power and shoot dudes or chuck knives at at enemies it's like i have fun it's just i'm being an rpg guy like the story is like so important to me and there's just too much story and i have just too little time to devote to diving into an, uh, another huge universal spanning uh, series. So I will live vicariously through you both <laughs> and I'll just nod along when you, when you say all the words you say. Yeah. I'll say um, one thing I do like about destiny's story is like, there's not too many characters. There's like 10 characters. That's it. Yeah, uh, or, and or, they, they, or ten, they add a few yeah, I was gonna ten say, main characters, ten, you know, yeah, like, like that are actually in the plot. Yeah, ten, ten like main current characters, but there's definitely a lot of characters that are like spruced throughout things and like can matter at 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 moments. 
but like but like you said like right now they've mm-hmm. gotten a lot better of being like we know we know who the big bad is and the big bad we're gunning for and like the thing i've appreciated is like with a lot of other expansions it's kind of been like the big bad is just kind of here and they show up here and like they weren't really talked about a lot before this and now and then we take them out and that's kind of the thing where like you know with the witch queen and savathun is this villain they've been building up for like in lore they've been building her up for a really long time mm-hmm. but in this current season that has been the season up to witch queen she has actually like been a a present uh, th- thing as less th- as this weekly story is going on, so you're actually like, yeah, like we've mm-hmm. talked, yeah, to her yeah like we, yeah, you like you, get, she gets, she gets like cocooned into this crystal by another character, and you actually are like going up to her physically in game, and she will like talk to you and like you know talk about the like you know like I've been on your side, but have I been? <laughs> I don't know. Like you know, kind of, kind of playing like the like you know, am I the villain? Am I really not the villain? Kind of card, and like mm-hmm. that's been cool because they haven't really done that with a like done that directly where like they're they're giving you as the player character more a, like a, a direct access to talk to this character directly in game rather than like i ran this mission and shot some stuff and then this this lore card i got for doing that tells you all this stuff instead it's like here it is in the game so like yeah that's that's i ran been... a mission did stuff and now i get to talk to savathun and mm-hmm. be hypnotized possibly <laughs> you know yeah and that's cool. It's it's yeah. again, it's a lot more direct now. And that's I think for the people out there that are like, I do want to try Destiny, like, try it, you know, like give it a shot. Jump in the season of the lost, the most recent season, just see what happens, you know. There can yeah. be no harm that'll be done. If you hate it, then just walk away. It's fine. Yeah. That's, Everyone that, who plays Destiny yeah. apparently hates it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that that that's a good segue. Let's say people do jump into Destiny that they can buy on I mean, it's on Xbox Game Pass or something still, like the base game. Or you game can play Pass like the anymore. base yeah, it's on, the it's base on, game is the free base game is it's free. PC right? Beyond or Chasing still. Light or something it's called, but, right? So there's so there's yeah. the, the the current big the la- the latest big expansion uh, is Beyond Light that came out last year. Um, so you could jump in with Beyond Light and play that expansion. Like, I think that's a pretty solid one. And a big thing is like they introduced a new uh, subclass, which are basically like dark ice powers uh, for each of the different classes you can play as. So you'll get you'll get those powers as you play through that uh, expansion. Um, but besides expansions, they do like seasonal content. So to be like, mm-hmm. you know, there's season of the chosen, which is like a whole season about you uh, team kind of forging this weird alliance with like the the cabal alien race. Um, and you're kind of like challenged by them to like kind of have this uh, kind of political battle. Um, and then there's other seasons and th- th- those I think you can buy standalone as well. Mm-hmm. Um so I think I think like that's that's also kind of a, a, a weird difficulty point sometimes with Destiny is like what what can I can I is there the thing I can just buy that kind of just gives me everything and I think like um th- I think the easiest way to do that now especially since we're like you know by the time this comes out we'll be like two weeks away from an entire new expansion. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say just 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 jump into the Witch Queen expansion that's launching yeah, soon that's and start too. just start with the expansion because uh, when you get that expansion it gives you that first season that starts with it uh, for free so you'll be able to play the expansion and kind of play the weekly seasonal content 
that comes past uh, the expansion. If you if you do want to keep playing and see what's going on, if you want to go beyond that, then there are like, you know, there's like a whole deluxe edition of which queen you can buy that gives you like mm-hmm. multiple. It basically gives you the seasons post uh, which queen and like other content like there'll be like new dungeons uh, like Alka Saiyan, uh, which are like end game pieces of content, which you can get into. So I'd say that's like the, that's kind of like the best way to start. Like, you know, the game deck technically has a free to play aspect to it, but I personally wouldn't recommend that because I would consider it not free to play. I consider it free to start where you kind of get yeah. like a little intro kind of quest okay. and you get like a little intro introduction kind of uh, thing where you're like, Hey, here's, here's it's, it's literally opening to destiny one. Like they literally pulled the opening of destiny one uh, with a, a, the handful of missions from the, the start of destiny one on the Cosmodrome and put it into destiny two. That was kind of their, yeah. their caveat for when they vaulted everything else is they kind of put that in as a, as a new way to intro people in. So you can do that stuff for free. And you could go play like the PvP crucible mode or Gambit, uh, which is the other kind of sort of PvP slash like uh, Mm -hmm. killing PvE enemies uh, kind of hybrid mode. Uh, That stuff is like that stuff is free, but that's kind of the end of the free stuff. And then like if you want to actually like see the actual story and like raids and end game, you like you would have to like go buy the expansions and uh, engage with like the actual seasonal content to like kind of see what destiny is really about uh, in my opinion compared to the free stuff yeah and like witch queen for all intents and purposes in my head is like the beginning of destiny 3 to some extent because they're adding weapon crafting which means like i imagine at some point not right out the gate but even new players coming in will be able to craft weapons from yield past that that they never got to experience kind of in the moment but right. now be able to see um, again maybe not right away but mm-hmm. they're also reworking every one of the core subclasses with each subsequent season so like when witch queen starts like one of the core subclasses will feel like a new destiny 3 style subclass and then oh, wow. the season after that three months later the next of those core subclasses will get reworked and then the month after that the next will and then in the following expansion we're more than likely going to get the fifth subclass. So I, I feel like th- there is, you could argue that this is a good kind of jumping in point, but I, you know, I say that hesitantly just because we haven't played it yet. Um, right. But it is definitely, it feels they're setting it up in a way that is reminiscent of Taken King. And as someone who jumped in to destiny one and destiny as a whole at Taken King, that was like, I think the best place to jump in. So I'm hopeful that this will feel like that destiny three that some people are like, I'll just wait for D three. Like, you know, Tony told me that he's like, I'm kind of, I don't want to do the work anymore. I, I kind of just want to wait for the next fresh start. This could potentially be that, but you know, we just have to wait and see. Yeah. It, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to say what, like how they've been treating destiny to, if there will ever truly be, be like a true fresh start moment any, anymore. Um, which is like it's it's like good and bad, right? Because I think yeah. like there's definitely a part of the the community who really got felt they like they got burnt by Destiny One dropping off from des- into Destiny Two, then basically starting all over and having all these things, all this time investment you put in, just kind of like not 
header as much. And I think like that was like another problem with like the content vaulting was kind of that a little bit all over again. Uh, but that, but like, honestly, like there's always been a little bit of that with every Destiny expansion, because like they treat a lot of expansions as like a jumping on point for a lot of new players. Um, cause like sometimes there's a lot of people who just want to like, Oh, I want to try this destiny thing. Let me just get on on the expansion and see how it goes. Um, yeah. So, so it's always, it's always, it's always tough to find that, that, that place, uh, sometimes like getting into getting into destiny. So I totally empathize with that, but, uh, but as somebody who's been like kind of sticking it out or really like, you know, not necessarily stuck it out, I would say like I, I jumped in with destiny Two and played the expansions, but didn't really play a lot of the like interstitial content until um, after beyond light. And then that was kind of the really point of like, okay, now I'm, now I'm more invested and have a lot more stuff. And I am also fearful of having that moment of like, here's just all this stuff kind of wiped, wiped away from you again and being like, damn, (laughs) this hurts. I I, like, I'll I'll say like in, in my final destiny thought, I just, as someone it is one of those things where it's like appointment viewing. Like you need to be here or you miss it. And that does suck. But when you're in it and you're, you're there and you're witnessing it and you get to be along for that ride, like it is absolutely fucking incredible. Like there's mm-hmm. nothing as cool as being there the day people figure out a secret mission or like the community is all working together on a big puzzle or you like, just mm-hmm. wild shit that has happened yeah. in Destiny. Like it is, I do not regret putting the time in so that way I can be there for those moments. Yeah. Like you know, we're we're talking about our our group is going to raid in the new raid, which will be in yeah. a pyramid ship. So it's a it's like people are we don't know if they'll maybe have the new a new enemy type like a new race like we don't know yet. But like we're all like so excited. It's like. Well, yeah. whatever it is, we're going to be there day one yeah. because we want to be there. Yeah. Know? And yeah, again, uh, not to get again, I'm sorry, I'm probably going to get another t- quick tangent. But like, again, like talking to Alex's point of like having these secret moments, some some of the some of the stuff where like the world evolves and changes and they have these big community moments where they reveal this stuff isn't necessarily always secret. Some of it's just like straight up like, you know, th- they tie it to those those that big raid release post a big expansion where like the last the last couple raids that destiny is put in the game when, when the team, the first team to clear the raid on that day one experience that then usually triggers something in the rest of the game and like changes something like with unlocks like oh, a wow. new strike or yeah. a PVP map. Yeah. Like it's done crazy. Yeah, stuff. Like exactly. Like the last, the last uh, beyond light when that, that, that uh, raid dropped basically. Yeah. Like you said, it unlocked like a new set of like missions you could go do, which are like these like challenge missions where you could get like pinnacle, like rewards and stuff from, but it also made like the, the environment Europa, which was the planet that came with it, like the big snowy ice planet, basically like, you know, spoilers for that, sh- that, that raid, but a section of it is you literally going up into a space station and then crashing that space station <laughs> back into the planet to like, stop these stop like, the fallen uh, enemy race from like taking it over and having this like you know space station they could use to like do a bunch of terrible shit with so you literally crash it back into uh the planet and the, the ramifications is of that is now on that planet when you go there it's on a weekly rotation where each week 
there's a different part of the planet where there's literally like metal debris raining wow. from the sky, like at random points on the map. And like you, you get like other like kind of buffs and debuffs and effects in that and zone secret too. quests that you can only access while that's happening. Yeah. It's yeah. So like, like usually like, so again, it gets into that kind of, they, they, they feed the story and evolving world part into some of the gameplay elements too, in really cool ways. So having that, having a moment like that, where, in the next expansion, the raid that they've teased is you literally going into one of those big pyramid ships and having like a full fledged raid of six players like storming into this into this pyramid ship to find some ancient evil of some kind. And so like it's it's very exciting for for people who have like been like us, me and Alex, who are like, holy shit, like we're finally getting this this moment that they've teased since 2017 as like a like a th- marvel cinematic movie ender like teaser cut at the end of the end of that campaign like moment of like what's what's going on with these we're kind of like finally getting that true moment that we're getting and it's like in the coolest destiny fashion Mm -hmm. it is a six-player raid with its cool mechanics and like this end game challenge so it's it's yeah it's it's super exciting that's you know never forget the best guns in the game coming to like that's going to be the next thing we get to do at the end of this expansion and how it's going to affect the rest of the game once we like get to see that moment yeah very cool very Mm -hmm. that's cool but in, in penetra- very impenetrable sometimes. Yeah, I was yes. going to say, cool uh, to get into. everything you guys have said sounds awesome. Just keep building that wall. Just building that <laughs> wall. And that's okay. That's completely okay. I'm excited for you guys. I'm excited for every Destiny 2 player because I know it's going to be a busy and hectic and exciting expansion. I know you all have been waiting for this for ever since it got announced. So I am excited for all of you. But... Mm-hmm. I think that's going to do it for another episode of RPG University. Mike, Alex, thank you so much for coming on and filling me with destiny thoughts. And info. Yeah, absolutely. No problem. Of course. But uh, where can people find you on the Internet? What do you have cooking? Mike, we'll go ahead and start with you, my friend. Um, yeah, you can find me at Mike IP underscore on Twitter. Um, a lot of we do a lot. I do a lot of video stuff over on the old youtube.com slash irrational passions. Uh, we do. I do viewpoints videos where we play some new games. We'll have a couple of those coming pretty soon here. Um, we're probably going to it's probably going to be a Nintendo. Lens soon, yes. Yeah. We're going to do. I do a Nintendo. Me and Alex do a Nintendo focused podcast called the trip to Nintendo land. Our first one of the year. Yeah. We'll probably be in the next week or two here talking about that new Pokemon game. Um, yeah. And we'll probably also, you know, again, destiny expansion is come as soon upon us. Mm-hmm. So I think me and Alex have already said, we're going to do a, a launch day stream playing, playing again together for that. Uh, mm-hmm. we'll probably do some other stuff too, some other streams, group stream nights. Uh, I think, and we can also probably do a review discussion once the raid and everything is kind of come to pass. At least me and me and Alex can. Yeah. Uh, we'll probably stream our raid attempts as well. Yeah. Uh, which is March 5th. Uh, so, so, so yeah. So out. again, yeah. If you're into destiny, uh, or, or, or somebody who maybe wants to get into it and confused by it, always feel free to, stop by any of our streams and you know just chat with us and yeah just watch and go like what the hell is this or, or be like what's going on How's this? what's going on what in the world is this you know just come hang out it's it's a ridiculous time as always so yeah i look forward to that definitely definitely and alex what about you 
Uh, oh, and uh, do you have a Twitter or anything? Where can people reach out to you, Mike? Oh, uh, oh he, yeah. he got it. Mike IP. Oh, he did. Yep. Okay. My uh, bad. Uh, Alex, what about you? Alfire27. Um, there is soon. I don't know in relation to this, but there will be a new Dungeons and Dragons podcast that exists where I am the Dungeon Master and Scott is one of my players uh, alongside some familiar and unfamiliar faces that will be out soon it has it does not have a name but i am temporarily until we the party has a name we're i'm calling it ip D because it rolls right off the it's tongue. very fun yeah uh look forward to it it's a whole original thing uh from my mind and theirs and i think it's it's pretty fun uh and i'm excited for people to finally hear it uh Outside of that, yeah, just look forward to the Destiny stuff. I'm I'm really excited. I, I might be doing, I'm gonna be playing Horizon Forbidden West. I don't know if I'm gonna do anything for it, um, but we'll see. And uh, Destiny stream, and I there will definitely be some Elden Ring shenanigans that I do. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know oh, what yeah. form that will take, but video that games. Is another video game that's mm-hmm. coming out this month. Yeah, yeah buddy, a lot of stuff. A lot of good stuff. Can I do yeah, a quick tease yeah. of the D and D thing? Yeah, I'm just going to leave you all with this meat fridge. That's yes, all you get. Meat, meat fridge <laughs> will be will make a right. dynamic appearance I'm in excited. the first. Don't know. Episode. I'm excited. Don't know what it means yeah, exactly. Just meat fridge. I'm, exci- I'm excited to be the, this. Now I'm going to be the person who who finds this impenetrable of your D podcast like Scott with Destiny Two. <laughs> well, Very we're much. only like four episodes now we've only recorded three, like four three episodes, episodes three um but yeah no it's a lot of fun i can't wait for you all to uh witness and listen to our hijinks um yes. and uh the adventure we are going on but thank you to each and every one of you who's listened today i very much appreciate it as always if you have an rpg you would like us to feature on an episode tweet at underscore rpg university with the name of the game or you can share your own favorite rpgs and memories moments and raid ideas directly with me on twitter at solid snake 120 as always everybody stay safe stay healthy be kind to one another class dismissed